Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to start a new book, the book of Jonah. But before we get started, I want to say congratulations on reading through the book of Obadiah with me. It's been an awesome journey so far, and I'm looking forward to getting into the book of Jonah with you. So, okay, we're going to get started. I'm going to introduce it, and we're going to go. Jonah. Introduction. Jonah despised the brutal Assyrian city of Nineveh. So when God tells them to go warn them of their impending destruction, Jonah sets sail in the opposite direction. God sends a storm to bring him back. And at his own request, Jonah is tossed overboard. A great fish swallows God's prophet and deposits him on dry land. Result, Jonah goes straight to Nineveh. When the people repent, God mercifully withholds punishment. God then teaches the resentful Jonah firsthand of his compassion. Vital statistics. Author. Jonah. According to Jewish tradition. Date written. Between 785 and 760 BC. Purpose. To show that God wants all people to come to know him. Themes. God's sovereignty. Repentance. God's universal compassion. Day 257. September 13th. Jonah. 1 to 4. God's Reaching Mercy Overview When God assigns Jonah to preach a revival in Nineveh, the reluctant prophet ships out instead for Tarshish, precisely in the opposite direction. But God pursues him. He uses a fierce wind and a hungry fish to deposit Jonah on shore once again, ready now to respond to God's directive. Using a divinely given one-sentence sermon, Jonah watches as one of the greatest revivals in history takes place, from the greatest to the least of the inhabitants of Nineveh, 3.5. But rather than rejoice at Nineveh's spiritual awakening, Jonah is disappointed that Israel's arch enemy now will not be destroyed. God must teach his pouting prophet a lesson on divine mercy. Chapter 1. Jonah's Disobedience in the Ship. Chapter 2. Jonah's Distress in the fish. Chapter 3, Jonah's declaration in the city. In chapter 4, Jonah's displeasure in the sunlight. Insight, mission impossible and terrifying. Jonah 1, 1 to 3. Jonah's mission was not to be taken lightly. Nineveh, located at modern-day Mosul, Iraq, was a notoriously savage city. Consider what one Assyrian king did to his defeated foes. 3,000 captives I burned with fire. Their corpses I formed into pillars. Their governor I flayed his skin. I spread upon the wall of the city. From some I cut off their hands and their fingers and their noses. Of many I put out their eyes. I formed a pillar of heads against the city gate. And 700 men I impaled on stakes. Would you have wanted to go? Insight. Jonah's story. Did it happen? Could it happen? Jonah 1, 17. 
There are at least two documented cases of men who were swallowed by sharks or whales and lived to tell about it, 117. In answer to the question, did it happen at Jonah? Check Matthew 12, 38-41 for confirmation from an irrefutable source. Insight. Judgment, deliverance, or both. Jonah 2.10 Most of us would consider three days in the belly of a fish a severe rebuke, and Jonah was well aware that his own disobedience had led him there. But he also prayed with the understanding that God had sent the fish to save him from the sea. 2, 1 to 10. A dreadful judgment became the means of deliverance, not unlike a cross in a tomb centuries later. Jonah 1. Jonah runs from the Lord. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, What should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors rode even harder to get the ship to the land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. O oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death. O oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Jonah 2 Jonah's Prayer then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, O oh Lord, you have driven me from your presence. Yet I will look once more towards your holy temple. I sank beneath the waves, and the waters closed over me. 
Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O oh Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And my earnest prayers went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows. For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. Jonah 3. Jonah goes to Nineveh. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Jonah 4 Jonah's anger at the Lord's mercy. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, You feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? My Daily Walk God has a marvelous way of bringing his children great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. 
Consider Jonah. Summoned by God on short notice to preach to Israel's cruelest foe, Jonah hits the panic button and runs for cover. Finally turned around by God and sent by special delivery to Nineveh, Jonah reluctantly preaches his message of repentance. Once again, God does the unexpected by bringing sweeping revival to the city. But instead of rejoicing over the salvation of lost souls, Jonah withdraws to grumble at God. Are you prepared to handle a mission impossible today? A shift in plans? An unexpected interruption? An opportunity cleverly disguised as an imposition? Today, the first time something unexpected happens, and it will, resist the urge to hit the panic button. Instead, look for the door of opportunity. God is opening to you, and take it. Let others experience God's mercy through you. Mercy imitates God and disappoints Satan. Oh, that is so true. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Have a great day, and God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.